Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. What a marvellous four days of play. What a great year from you. I think there are a lot of people out there who might be wondering, you've had a solid career, but you have turned into the dominant player in senior golf. How do you explain the transformation that you've gone through? Yeah, just a lot of things. Uh, support and uh, the game, you know, coming around, the people helping me just to get me in shape and, and just um, uh, caddy I mean, and everybody. It's, it's been a great run. I've just enjoyed playing out here. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, all the guys have made me welcome. It's, it's so much fun. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yes, a snippet and a slightly uh, emotional, I think, Stephen Olker there of uh, the presentation and the interview that he did uh, straight after winning uh, the uh, tournament this morning. He is the senior PGA champion, senior PGA champion, the first one we've had on that tour since Sir Bob Charles. Jamie Wall with us this morning on the panel as is James Regan. And uh, James, if I can come to you uh, about Stephen Olker, quite remarkable. The 63 in the last round, flawless golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just another chapter and I guess, uh, Stephen Olker's remarkable senior's career. And you're right, not just the win, which is amazing, but the way he's done it uh, is, is pretty remarkable. And he's, he's kind of burst onto the scene over the past couple of years with the seniors tour and, um, and yeah, that that interview was right. He's, he's just dominating, uh, and it's it's fantastic to see. So, yeah, a massive congratulations to him. It's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, could have been a great morning for golf. Uh, uh, Ryan Fox just fading right at the end, uh, three shot lead going down the last, and managed to somehow make a double bogey on a, a relatively easy par five. I say, sitting here in a studio in Hooks Bay, we're not without any golfing ability really, but. Um, yeah, he'll be disappointed with that. Let's get on to uh, uh, the rugby side of things. Uh, Jamie Wall, uh, what did you make of some of those results over the weekend? Uh, and Moana Pacifica in particular, the win over the Brumbies, how did you regard that? Well, talk about saving the best for last uh, for both Moana Pacifica and the Fijian Drua. Uh, but I think that that win by Moana uh, gives a, a massive amount of, uh, of hope for for next season because it's the, they, they managed to achieve the one thing that's kind of eluded them all season, which is uh, composure and consistency. Um, they found themselves on the right side of a penalty count for once um, because you have to remember the, the only other game that they won against the Hurricanes um, wasn't the greatest game. And it was simply because the Hurricanes were so incredibly bad themselves that Moana managed to, to win that game. There was still an absolute truckload of penalties in that game that Moana managed to, um, I think they gave away a 23 to 10 penalty count in that one. Uh, this one, this time around, they had an amazing period uh, where uh, Sakopi Kepa got himself sent off, rightfully so. Good, pretty easy call for the, uh, the referees on that one. Uh, and they, they managed to sort of go up a gear and, and, and score a couple of tries. But it was the rest of the game where they played good, solid rugby, made the right decisions, and uh, let the Brumbies implode, basically. Uh, so really impressive win there. And, and if they can keep that sort of 
style up, if they can keep their squad together for next year, like, yeah, okay, they, they might be losing a few key guys um, this year. It's a bit doubtful that Kepu and maybe Leleofano will come back. Uh, so, But they can fill those gaps and, and, and be like a competitive team going into next year. And um, same with the draw. Uh, obviously, they enjoy a massive home ground advantage. Um, they've played two New Zealand sides in Fiji and lost both by a combined four points. The two New Zealand sides they played in New Zealand, they lost by a combined 123 points. Uh, so that just goes to show that next year when the borders are open and they're going to have like a full home season, they're going to be a real challenge up there in Suva and Latoka. Uh, uh, but to me, um, a big game on the weekend is probably one that we weren't really thinking of because the Blues had already locked in first place uh, and had named a B team to come out uh, and play against the Waratahs. And really, like, no one really would have minded or even really noticed had they dropped this game. But I think it says an awful lot about the culture that has developed in this Blues outfit, that they managed to go out there and fight really hard to the end and pull off a very exciting win uh, with a team of guys who knew full well that this was probably the last chance they'd be playing in a Blues jersey uh, this year. Um, They've got Luke Romano in there, who has turned out to be one of the most inspired signings uh, by any Super Rugby team for a long time. Uh, leading them out there and is is making a, a push to be you know even considered for the All Blacks like that's how good the guy's playing, um, and for them to have sent out that team uh, that really no one would have minded had they lost but they still had the spirit and desire to win says a, a hell of a lot about what the Blues have got going on there um, because that was for that for that team that was their final and 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 they went out and played like one so so yeah big ups to the Blues um, for that game and. The Hurricanes, well, come on, you know, that was just such a, it some, kind of summed up their season, that, that game. It was just, they've just been so inconsistent. So they've got a big challenge on their hands going to Canberra next week to face a Brummies team that, uh, you know, has a lot to bounce back from after that loss to Moana Pacifica. They sure do. They sure do. Uh, James Regan, uh, the Highlanders just sneaking in the back door on the basis that, uh, uh, well, I, I suppose uh, the Rebels didn't ha- have a crack, really, uh, in that final uh, possibility uh, to get the, help their brothers the force through. So that was the Dave Rennie pretty upset about that, but the Highlanders just sneaking through, James. Yeah, and I saw a bit of talk about this um, over the weekend about how the Highlanders have won the four games. I'm sure Jamie will, will know, but they've managed to, to crack the finals. I, I've really enjoyed this, this version of Super Rugby, and um, as we mentioned, seeing Moana and, and Fiji come in and the crossover with the Aussie teams again, but the fact that we can have a team that's hardly won you know, a handful of games making the finals, um, for me, isn't really it. I'm, make, make it top six or top four or whatever, but I mean, credit to the Highlanders. They, they did what they needed to do and yeah, there was obviously a bit of, uh, bit of controversy around it, but Maybe that's something they can look at. They, they've said, when you do a rugby, have said at least they'll, they'll look at ways they can improve the competition from their point of view. And Yeah, maybe, maybe it is um, sorting this finals out. But uh, we're here, the Highlanders will be stoked they're in it. And, and all in all, it's been a really, really enjoyable season of Super Rugby, especially with the inclusion of those two new teams who, who have been outstanding as well. James Regan is with us this morning. Jamie Wall, uh, they are the panel. We'll take a short break for a... News update, uh, and then we'll come back with some uh, more issues, including, yep, 
of the Warriors. We'll be back shortly. James Regan with us this morning, as is uh, Jamie Wall. And, uh, well, whether they concerning signs, Jamie Wall, going into this test match, as Zara has just told us, starting this Thursday night, New Zealand time. Uh, the back, Black Caps batting collapse using all their specialist batsmen and using 17 players in the game, which uh, really doesn't constitute a game as such anyway. But um, not good signs. Uh, the last performance before a test match, you want confidence. I'm not sure that uh, they'll have too much after that uh, that poor performance with the bat, Jamie. No, it is quite concerning. But then again, you have to weigh it up with what you just said, that it's, it's not really a real game, is it? So... Uh, uh, but then again, I mean, you know, was there one chance to get used to local conditions and everything like that? Um, but I see this series as really a kind of a reset for, for both England and the Black Caps. You know, the Black Caps are coming off a pretty up and down um, home summer uh, game and a bit of a layoff. And obviously England is starting again with our good friend Baz McCullum up there in charge now. So it's going to be really interesting to see what what happens because it's just quite hard to form a really solid opinion on on what's going to what's going to go down. But yeah, not great signs um, coming out coming out of that game. But uh, but then again, you know, when have those those games really counted for much? Uh, yeah. So just looking forward to the first test starting and, and seeing what we can um, what we can achieve on this tour. Amazing. Uh... For Lockie uh, Ferguson and, and uh, his Gujarat Titans. I mean, this is a side that uh, have only come into the mix this time round. They've had no history in the competition, Jamie. They they end up winning it. Lockie Ferguson, a bowl one delivery at 157.3, they tell me, in the final. That's pretty darn quick. So for Lockie, it's been a success. And they, well, they paid $2 million for him, I think, from the outset. Yeah, unbelievable um, that he, uh, but. You know, he's a guy who came in, you know, a few years ago with some big raps that he was, he's, you know, the quickest bowler in the country and everything. And he's a guy that just kind of struggled for a bit of consistency with selection and everything. And uh, but it's it's awesome to see him getting the 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 success that a guy who can bowl that fast and the sort of visibility that a guy who can bowl that fast can do because that's really what we want to see when when you watch um, you know limited overs cricket as a guy who can just absolutely just come in and rip it as fast as that. 157, you know, it's not too far off the uh, the world record. So hopefully he can, um, you know, stay healthy and uh, keep his back and his shoulders uh, in check so we can we can see him keeping on doing more of this and then perhaps, uh, you know, get more consistent selection in the Black Caps themselves. So, you know, well done to him and well done to his team. James, who's favourites for, for you going into this series? So uh, we've got a, a Black Caps team who are still the current World Test champions. Maybe have some of them struggling for a little bit of form. An England side who we just have got no idea about, really, uh, with Brenna McCullum um, at the helm or just behind the scenes. So where, where, where are we at in terms of favouritism for you, James? I, I think you'd, you'd still probably just have the Black Caps as favourites purely because, you're right, we, we just don't know enough about this England team and and the, the new guys that are coming in, but also how much influence Brenna McCullum will actually have been able to have. He might just use this first test especially to get a good look at his guys and see um, see what he wants to change, see what he wants to keep, have a good sit down with Ben Stokes at the end of it and and kind of assess where they are from then. But the Black Caps should, should still go in with plenty of confidence given um, their record in England and those conditions over the past few years and the, the calibre of players that they've got. Um, but it, yeah, Jamie's right. It's going to be really interesting to see um, how much 
we see of Brendan McCallum and this England team or whether they just go out there and, and kind of play for their lives or whether the Black Caps just kind of hammer home that, yeah, they are test champions and they're, they're not going to kind of give that up without, without a fight. So really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be strange looking at Brendan McCullum sitting in the home team balcony with an English tracksuit on. I think um, it's going to take a, well, regardless of what happens out in the middle, it's going to take a little while for me to get used to, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing those first pictures of him uh, at Lords the other day in that blue tracksuit, it was kind of like, oh, wow, this is, this is happening, you know? And, and he was typically kind of casual about it. He was saying, you know, I'm not out there in the middle. I'm just, just kind of giving them directions. But... Um, yeah, all in all, I think well done to Brendan McCallum for getting this job, and it's a job you can't turn down. It's one of the best jobs in sport, um, I think personally that that test job. And um, anyone who says, oh, it's you know, it's not loyal to take that job, I mean, come on, he, he's done enough for New Zealand. He's done more than enough with shaping New Zealand cricket in the past um, in the past few years. So good on him, all the best, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can he can turn it around eventually. Well, they did it again for us, uh, Jamie Wall, at the weekend. The Warriors teased us into a really good start, and uh, they looked like they were on track for something just a little bit special, and then it set in again, again and again. Uh, the Warriors who have got Manly this weekend. God knows when they're going to get their next win. I think it's four losses in a row, uh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, really enjoying um, the, uh, the, the Monday Warriors win session. It's such a wonderful way to start the week. Um, but I guess that after what happened last week with, with you know, first Chanel Harris-Savita and then Matt Lodge and then finding out the, the sort of story around why Matt Lodge left, around Mark Robinson getting involved, um, I think it was probably, if, if nothing else, like last week was a, a good one for Nathan Brown because no one was talking about him. Um, and then they, they went out in a game where, you know, you got two awful teams and, and, and a horrible runs of form each uh, go out and play, you know, pretty pretty average game of rugby league, uh, to be honest, and the Warriors lose. And I think they've got to the point now where everyone's like, well, of course, because that's just what we've come to expect of this this outfit uh, this time of year. You know, I was quite vocal earlier in the year that it, it wouldn't really matter how badly they, they played um, because by the time they come back, you know, they've got such loyal support uh, back here in Auckland that they're going to have a big crowd uh, show up um, early July for that game against the West Tigers. I'm starting to rethink that now because of just how shambolic uh, things have got. That it's like it's one thing to be bad and losing on the field, and then you can sort of at least kind of point fingers and say, well, let's select this guy and let's move this around and do this, and they might come right by the time that game happens. But now that we have this really in-depth knowledge of just how cooked things are behind the scenes and how it doesn't seem like there's any sort of light at the end of the tunnel for the Warriors. I'm starting to worry, worry, wonder whether anyone's going to show up, especially when you have that Kiwis and Tonga test um, happening the week before. Maybe people are just going to go along to have a look at that. So, yeah, just really, you know, pardon the pun, worrying times. Mm. Yeah, they are. Um, James, we can't not uh, let you have a crack at them if you, that's what you want to do. <laughs> oh. I just, yeah, I agree with everything Jamie just said. I mean, the whole um, thing around this year has, has been 
building up and getting into a good position so that when the team come home for that amazing homecoming after three really tough years, I mean, I will say that it's it's just been a brutal um, a brutal time for the club. But I mean, the weekend just showed how far off the pace they really are, um, both as some individuals in that team who aren't quite up to that standard, but as a team collective as well. I mean, the, the Knights were absolutely nothing special and the Warriors just handed it to them on a plate. And you could kind of see Nathan Brown in the postmats just kind of sat there going, I, I don't know what I can do about these mistakes mm. that are just coming in to their game. Because they showed, they showed patches of how they can play. I thought Dallin watching his Dolesniak's try was, was great. A bit of, you know, a good kick from Sean. And, and that's how they should be playing with those senior guys stepping up and really taking the game. But, man, I, I couldn't help feel, uh, couldn't help but feel for Chanel uh, when he dropped that ball. And, and that obviously turned the game, but they, they mm. didn't help themselves at all. And it was just... You just sat there watching, and at no time throughout that game did you think they were actually properly going to win it and put them away because that night's team were were there for the taking. Um, mm. Matt Lodge walking out at this stage of the season is, whatever way you put it, whoever, whoever's fault it is, the fact that they couldn't come to an agreement to say, right, Matt, you don't want to come back to New Zealand next year, that's fine, but please understand that you're a huge part of this team and please just play out the rest of the year. I mean, the fact that that couldn't happen is, is just, it's, it's such a shame for the fans because they're the, one that, they're the ones that suffer. Um, so, yeah, they've got Manly and then I think the Sharks and then Penrith. So, um, yeah, good luck to them for the next few weeks. Good luck to Nathan Brown, who I think has, has been given some pretty rough deals um, with the way things have obviously gone on behind the scenes. Um, and, yeah, hopefully they can pull it together. But... This team is so far off the pace, it's not even funny. James Regan, thank you very much for your thoughts this morning. Uh, Jamie Wall as well uh, with your thoughts uh, on the panel. We'll have another one tomorrow morning uh, around about the same stage. It's uh, 10.43, uh, just an update on the PGA event. The Charles Swab, before we go to the break, is a playoff in that as well. And that's Sam Burns against Scotty Scheffler, two of the hottest names in American golf going around at the moment. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.